are separate but equal between the French and the English colonists. Separate but equal. And then a separate but not equal space for the indigenous nations and the... That's the voice of Laith Marouf. He was speaking at a conference he organized recently in Halifax about who gets money in the Canadian broadcasting system. And if you haven't heard of this man's name, it's been in the news recently because he's been at the center of a storm of controversy over why he and the organization he works for got a six-figure federal government contract to go across the country and put on events to help racialize journalists fight racism in the Canadian broadcasting industry. So far, it sounds pretty benign, right? But people are asking, how did someone who got banned from Twitter for his hateful social media posts about Jews and Israel still get hired and get federal anti-racism money? Maruf is a former Montrealer, and he's a well-known anti-Israel, pro-Palestinian activist. Toronto media consultant Mark Goldberg has been asking himself that same question for a long time. In fact, Goldberg has been tracking Maruf since 2016, and he's collected over 120 screenshots of the man's hateful Twitter posts. One called Zionist Jews loudmouth bags of human feces, and it suggested Zionist Jews are white supremacists and they should get a bullet in their heads. He routinely vilifies Israel as part of the white supremacist movement, and it got so bad last year that Goldberg complained to Twitter, and Twitter agreed and suspended the guy for violating their hate speech rules. His name should have popped up in a Google search, and that simple step wasn't followed. I find that very disappointing. I think it also really calls into question the credibility of the the Heritage Department to introduce legislation looking at hate on the internet when they can't even police the funds that that they're giving under the guise of an anti-racism program. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Monday, August the 22nd, 2022. Welcome to the CJN Daily. We're back from vacation, and we're sponsored by Metropia. Last week, the Canadian minister responsible for diversity, Ahmed Hussein, called the situation with the hiring of Laith Marouf disturbing and called for an investigation on how it could have happened and why the man wasn't vetted. Jewish groups like Sija have been issuing statements on this. Shimon Koffler-Fogel, the CEO, says all Canadians should be appalled. Canada's anti-Semitism special envoy Erwin Kotler called some of the comments beyond the pale. Maruf has a long history with anti-Israel activism. As a student back 20 years ago at Concordia University in Montreal, he helped incite a riot to block then-Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu from giving a lecture. He got expelled for that by the school for uttering a death threat at the time and also for painting anti-Israel graffiti on school property. Maruf gets several hundred dollars a day to lead these anti-racism sessions from Halifax to Calgary. The group he works for received over 130000 federal dollars for the project, and they're supposed to hand in their final report to the Canadian Heritage Department at the end of the year. Mark Goldberg joins me now from Toronto to unpack his involvement in this story and why he wants the whole project cancelled immediately and the money recovered. You actually started tracking his public online comments a long time ago. So let's kind of go back in time a bit and tell us how he came to your attention and why did he come to your attention? So what I do for a living is telecommunications policy and regulatory analysis. 
And um, Laith has traveled in somewhat related circles doing work in community broadcasting. So I looked through my archives and, and I think our first interaction was sometime in 2016 when there was a CRTC hearing looking at those community TV channels, uh, you know, high up in the dial on, on your cable box and how those should be funded. And I had tweeted something during the regulatory hearing and he tweeted back something um, nasty, but I always like to differentiate between what I call the merely offensive and things that cross the line. Um, it's okay to call me an idiot. In fact, I have kids who will call me that. It's when you say, let's kill Mark because he's an idiot. That's when you cross a line. Or when you say, I want to kill all Jews like Mark, that's crossing a line. But you've actually never met the man or ever had any dealings with him in in person, right? I've never met the man. I wouldn't say that we've actually had social media fights. Um, I've inter- I had interacted with him a couple times. Just to be clear, you are a consultant, but you don't work for like honest reporting or any of the Jewish organizations that have been alarmed by his stuff that he's been saying, right? No, I, I haven't been involved in, let's call it organized Judaism, uh, organized Jewish organizations, Zionist organizations in quite a number of years. Okay. So back to what he's saying why did it take until a year you a year and a half that you have been following him until this thing sort of blew up what changed what percolated over the last four or five months was the fact that the organization that he works with in montreal cmac which is a, a community uh media advocacy center basically a public interest group, um, received funding from Heritage Canada's anti-racism program. And I found that to be a problem. Um, In my view, someone with his history of hateful comments, and it was, you know, hasn't been found hateful by a court of law, but it was found hateful by, by Twitter. And it takes an awful lot to actually get banned by Twitter. It's not the easiest thing in the world. Uh, You can be pretty hateful without being banned. Um, And he was suspended. So I was concerned with my tax dollars being sent to somebody who was going to be supposedly uh, leading a series teaching about uh, anti-racism policies for the broadcast sector. And that Uh, That came up in the middle of April, the first session. It's a six-city road trip. First session was at the end of April. And I started writing about that on my blog, uh, contacted a number of members of parliament uh, and various folks trying to get this funding stream disrupted. That didn't happen until you know, things continued to percolate. And in the past week, uh, Jonathan Kay picked up the uh, tweets that I had been sending out and, uh, and he helped really give this campaign a lot of momentum. 
what is problematic for you? you said that you know your federal tax dollars our federal tax dollars shouldn't be going to an organization where one of the guys is a vile hate monger not just against jews but against french canadians we called them frogs and a bunch of other horrible things and other other ethnic groups right what questions do you have for how this whole process went ahead what i find most interesting is that we've got um this same ministry proposing legislation to deal with hate on the internet um and and are you know among the items on the heritage minister's mandate letter is the introduction of legislation to prevent hateful comments on on the internet and the same minister is awarding funding to a group whose principal consultant basically the bulk of the funds going to uh this organization will be ending up in this guy's pocket and so that's really the big problem should this have been caught one would have hoped that any time the government of canada writes a check that somebody types the name of the people involved into a google search bar i mean the whole thing is uh it's mind boggling when you see some of the screen caps which you and others have have saved over the years or you have saved and other people have have diffused them but he also went after you he called you an anti-semite and a zionist as well and didn't mean it in a nice way the zionist what feelings did you have when you became the attack the target of the attacks listen um i'm proud to be a zionist and the father of uh a, a girl who made of ya i have three israeli grandchildren uh, uh sure people can use zionists in a pejorative manner i take it as badge of pride um his usurping of the term uh semite to apply to um folks other than jews which is uh really not how the term has ever been used it's anti-semitism refers to uh a hatred of jews um it's one of the reasons that i've been keeping an eye on him to the extent that i could and uh hopefully uh this will be the end of his ability to continue to milk the system in canada uh in order to continue to spew the the venomous uh messages that he has on Twitter. The government's been having trouble for the last 4 years trying to get bill C10 and then they changed it and they brought back to the drawing board again, right? Because of um of controversy about what this kind of online hate law should look like. So, you know, what do you hope um a lot of people may be surprised uh to know that I'm really not supportive of developing internet specific laws i think we do have legislation already in canada um that would allow prosecution of truly hateful speech um truly violent speech and uh that we need to be extremely careful in balancing the freedom of expression with limits on those on those freedoms What do you want to see happen right away? They have an event in September and another one in October in Western Canada and then they're finally come or sorry they're coming back to 
to um, to Ottawa for the grand finale in November. And this report that they're giving to Ottawa is going to be given as you know their policy paper on how to um, make Canadian broadcasting more accessible to people of color, uh, BIPOC, uh, disabled people, etc. Right? I, I think we should be expecting the programs in the future to be cancelled. I think uh, that um, the organization CMAC has lost any credibility that it has uh, in its selection of its principal consultant. They've known about the problems uh, for well over a year because of other issues that have come up. They have incurred certain costs, and so the government probably is on the hook for the previous events, um, facility cancellation costs, let's say, for the future events. But I have serious problems with Canadian taxpayer funds being shipped overseas. You know, keep in mind this person is physically resident in Beirut. Uh, these days. I'm not crazy about the idea of, of my tax dollars being sent to an, an not only an anti-Israel activist, but a, uh, an anti-Semitic hate monger uh, living overseas. I don't see how that is in the public interest uh, for Canada to, uh, to continue with this contract. And the government should be using all of its resources to try to recover every penny that has gone to this person. The CJN's Jeremy Appel will have a longer print version of this story on our website, so go and check that out. Meanwhile, we're waiting for a comment from the Heritage Minister's office. Maruf's lawyer says his client isn't anti-Jewish, just anti-Israel. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia, integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Barry Shanebaum of Toronto. And hey, if you missed the last two weeks of our shows, that's because while I was on vacation, we published episodes of our greatest hits that you might not have heard before, but they were only published on our podcast feed, so not on the emails or on the CJN's website or on social media. So why not make sure you never miss a show? Don't wait for the email newsletter. It's super easy to follow the CJN Daily and get it downloaded directly every day on your device. And then you can hear it before everybody else does. It just takes 15 seconds to subscribe and it's free. I made a little video to teach you how to do it. The link is in our show notes. Thanks for listening to the CJN Daily. It's good to be back. 